I am Erin and this is Abby. Welcome to our podcast, Living Your Best Life. We believe that every person has the potential to create a life full of passion and purpose. We want to inspire and support you in your journey to unlocking your best self. We inform all listeners that the views, thoughts and opinions expressed throughout the podcast are purely the opinions of the Living Your Best Life podcast team and are not intended to replace expert medical, legal or psychological advice. Happy hump day, everyone. I am so excited to be sitting back in the studio with my beautiful co-host, Erin O'Flaherty. Welcome back. I get to interview you again today. Thank you so much for wanting to interview me again. Well, (laughs) we've had so many people reach out to us wanting to hear more about your story. Obviously, you were on the podcast a few weeks ago and um, we skimmed over a few topics and we've had people really reach out and want to know a little bit more. So, we're going to delve a little deeper into conversation about you today. Great. Let's do it. Well, we've been asked about what the day of Erin looks like. Can you give us a rundown to a typical day in the life of you? Yeah, well, good question. It depends definitely what I have going on in that day. Well, I guess my job's head of course is at Dynamite Studios um, and then co-directing Evolution Emerge Agencies and Living Your Best Life. Yeah, it pops up. So, every day is different, which is awesome. It's why we love what we do. But typically, I'm a very ritual, I guess, routine person. So, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. I like Which to start the close my mind. I know. <laughs> we're so opposite. I love yes, it. we're very chalk and cheese. But yeah. I'm up at 5 a.m. I leave home at 6 to train at 7 a.m. I like to start my day by moving my body. So I normally we train for an hour or two hours, depending depending if I'm doing my own workout or training for something in particular. I spend most of my training time upside down, I guess. And I'm getting uh, thrown yeah. around or handstands. But I actually think this is a really good thing for my work brain. Yes. Spending time upside down before I hit my desk, I'm like, I feel really refreshed. So, I know it's not how normal people start their day, but, you know, living your best life, that's what it's all about. Yes. Um, I commence work at 8 a.m. every morning, sort of Monday to Friday. It could be meetings, teaching one-on-one mentoring or consultations with our talent or our business clients through living your best life, um, which we absolutely love doing, podcasting. And yeah, I generally will finish my day 4 p.m. if it's a short day and 8 p.m., depending just on the day and what I have going on. I love to just get home and have a really healthy dinner. And I do have a bit of a wind-down ritual before bed and I'll hit the hay 8.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. at night. I like to be in bed early. I'm yeah, big on sleep. And so I'm very <laughs> strict on my sleep. If, <laughs> I'm not one of those people that can sleep for four to six hours in the night and then do my day. I just I just don't function. You're um, hilarious. I struggle. So I'm very, so I mean, ritualistic and routine. <laughs> um, and I just do my best, I guess, to balance my week as best I can. If I know I've got bigger days coming up, I'll try and shorten days in my week just to balance it out. I just know what I can handle. So I like to go hard through my week. I might have my weekends free. That's generally my goal. Yeah, that's about me. Love it. Yeah. I know you're so structured. So good. Uh, it's the only and way. And that's me. <laughs> How can I fit 40 hours of work into five? <laughs> Setting those unrealistic goals. Hard, yeah. I uh, love it. So good. So on our last podcast with you, we brushed upon aspects of your career. However, we do know how passionate and disciplined you are about your health and well-being. Can you explain how you make this a high priority when you are running a busy schedule? 
Yeah, I guess the only way, well, I know personally for me, I make it work is being really strict on my routine. My weeks are very busy and I guess the work we do is so fast paced. So, I guess it's just having healthy rituals and habits that I prioritize my health with that really helps set me up and just keep me feeling the best that I can feel. So, one way I do this, I guess I book my appointments in advance. Such a, just works well for me, whether it's seeing an acupuncturist, my naturopath, osteo, kind of lock them all in advance so I know that I have my appointments that I'm committed to. I know on my weekends, a high priority is sourcing healthy food or like organic farms I'll go and visit or the markets or get things ordered to my house just to make sure that I'm pre-planned with what I want to eat. I guess that's just the best way I manage it really and just listening to my body. So, if I know like last week I was a bit run down, so I just try and eliminate what I need to off my schedule and spend that time resting and went to my naturopath and stocked up on my on some immunity herbs and herbs. liposome C <laughs> and yeah, just I just knew. I was like, okay, my body is at a point it. where it's 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 getting tired. And yeah, I'm just making sure I'm getting enough rest. It's a huge deal for me. So I guess yeah, it's just a bit of everything and just making yeah, it good. a daily habit in my Are you using your basket I bought you for yes. your organic Actually, shopping? <laughs> Every time I look at that, I'm like, Abby probably is wondering why I haven't tagged the basket she bought yeah, me like, from Bangalore. <laughs> it does get used, I promise. I love it. All right. Well, we know you're passionate about your health concerns and have found that they relate to a lot of women. Can you explain this in further detail? Yes. This conversation that comes up all the time with people. I guess when I first was struggling with my health, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, I had a lot of hair loss. My hairdresser actually flagged to me and said, I'm just letting you know, like you've lost half of your hair. It wasn't just falling out. It just was, yeah, it's not, it wasn't breaking. It just literally wasn't like growing back. So that's sort of when I knew something internally was not right with my body. I was diagnosed with a bit of adrenal fatigue was definitely, I think, the instigator for everything that was happening and just not taking as care of my body. I think that's just why I've learned this lesson to be really strict because I've seen the flip side of, Mm. I guess, the consequence of that. Yeah. And I guess that kind of linked with a lot of hormonal issues. I was put on to, she was an amazing, when I went down the rabbit hole with this for myself, I was put onto a really great Dr. Libby Weaver. You can find her on YouTube and she has books out as well on this topic. She, and this relates to a lot of women, but has diagnosed this syndrome as rushing woman syndrome. Yeah. So, it's this kind of theory about how we, we are really busy as women. And I know you and I with what we do and how we are overstimulating the cortisol in our bodies and how this is affecting our hormones, yeah. especially our progesterone. And then adding things like alcohol and caffeine to our day kind of perpetuates uh, why women are having these yeah hormonal imbalances, but also adrenal fatigue symptoms. And I guess because our bodies produce uh, like six additional hormones to men, we're just more sensitive to things like not going right. So yeah, and I think that's just why I'm so yeah speaking to a lot of people and this kind of led to a few issues with my thyroid as well. How many people I come across with fertility or hormonal issues or thyroid and I'm like, mm. women's bodies are just what's what's happening to our bodies yeah it's like are we you know is it just the day-to-day the stress yeah expectations expectations around that so the more I kind of went down this rabbit hole I was just like oh wow like there's just so many things I guess that yeah women's bodies are really struggling with yeah so I guess when I went on this journey I definitely went the healthy route with it so a lot of things that I really try and do to help with my hormonal balance I guess I do a lot of acupuncture and herbal tonics and chemical exposure we're just exposed to thousands of more chemicals than what our ancestors ever did. So, cleaning products, the products we put on our skin, eliminating unnecessary stress on our bodies, obviously t- trying to take out alcohol and caffeine as much as possible. But yeah, it's, it's it's been a really interesting topic just hearing
other women go, oh my God, like there's like 10 other people that I know have these issues with their thyroids. Yeah, and totally. it all comes back down to the cortisol and the hormones and yeah, yeah all this stuff. So it's a really interesting topic for me. It's just something that, yeah, I've had to manage myself. And, and how how is that journey going for you now? Because obviously it's been, is it over 12 months now? Yeah, it's been-, been like 20 months or so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really good. I mean, I'm still going back and getting tested regularly and seeing where everything's at. Yeah, my levels have come back well, considering I didn't you know, take actual medication for anything, just did everything through diet, lifestyle, it's making so sure good. I have my health as a priority. It's just been really important and eliminating you know, those unnecessary stresses and chemicals as much as possible, even down to like my shampoo. It's yeah. Like, I'll just only buy, you know, organic skincare or hair care, you know, it's really important that we look after our bodies. Yeah, I agree. Women's bodies are, you know, our bodies are they temple. They can be powerful things, Very but powerful we can things. also abuse them from time to time. But definitely, yeah, definitely something. It's a very common case, I yeah. find. Well, supporting performers in the entertainment business, what are some common stresses or health issues do you come by in your line of work? Yeah, this is interesting. Entertainment industry is it's an amazing industry. It's highly rewarding. It's mm. amazing work, especially when you're getting to do something that you love. But I guess it's just not easy at times. I think the biggest thing we come across, and this isn't just our industry, I think in general is just that comparison. Mm. This generation and social media, like I can't even imagine being a teenager these days, never mind a young performer in this industry, Yeah, you know, dealing with the comparison of you and the next person in the room or the judgment at the audition, but also also having things on social media, like yeah, you're comparing yourself to dancers are all around, around the, the world, world now. Yeah. I think just that expectation on comparison is a lot higher for our young dancers these days. And so I have, we feel like we come across a lot of issues around that. And obviously, attrition, I guess, like young people really trying to understand their yeah. bodies and what works for them and what doesn't and having huge, long physical days that are stressful for them, how they can best support themselves through diet and nutrition. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Abby? Because you're also in this line of work. I know. Well, I just think we see so much and so often that kids get so tired and it's having um, overwhelmed. Rest. Yeah. yeah. And rest I think and it is that well. it's, yeah, rest and recovery and knowing great ways to nourish their body. But it's all those things. It's like listening to their bodies and making sure that they're getting rest. They're relaxing. You know, they're doing their mindfulness stuff. They're, you know, looking after themselves with lots of water and nutrition. And yeah, I think it's it's super important. And I know that's definitely how we're training out our, our our students coming through is with all of those aspects because we do see the change of expectation, I guess, from social media and things like that within and the demands of the industry too. Mm. They're changing. So, you know, for us, we want to we want our students to live out happy lives and, and yeah. to, to be able to do that without having to stress and, yeah, and just have unrealistic expectations on them. It's like, yeah. cool, okay, cool. How can we manage this? And I'll celebrate the small successes in the day. Yeah. It's totally. really important for them and just not comparing your journey to someone else's is something we reiterate all the time because even if you're performing and dancing with someone in the room or the person next to you the timing of what you'll do in with your success and your career is going to be so different and everyone's journey is going to look so different as well because everyone's career path is going to be so different I think that's why I love that about what we do we love that with the agency and everything we do it ties into everyone being a unique individual and I think that really helps to eliminate that pressure of comparison yeah I think that's awesome celebrate individuality yeah (laughs) Now, we're always in need of tips on dealing and managing our daily stresses. What are some of your best methods for managing or dealing with stress in your life? Yeah, I think I always go for the lowest hanging fruit. It's something I do even work with young people with as well. Diet and nutrition is obviously having support around this and prioritizing that. Sleep. 
I have mentioned it already, I'm huge on rest and recovery and the importance of allowing ourselves to rest and to support people to connect with and support you with your dreams and what you do. And this stuff, especially working with young people or even for myself, like it doesn't cost a lot. Mm. You know, you can manage a good budget with your diet and having sleep and having people around you to support you. It doesn't cost a lot of money to no, do that. No, it doesn't cost. So and it's you achievable. Know, yeah, achievable. And also too, what I love about that, not only is it financially, you know, realistic, mm. it's also you can start it at any time. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. So if you're listening to us thinking, geez, I need to, you know, make some changes or I'm feeling like that, I'm feeling like I need, you know, to take more care of my body or it, it's okay to start now. And yeah. it's okay to, you know, yeah, go and, and investigate those things to be able to get yourself on track, you know. 100%. There's no such thing as a lost cause or, yeah. you know, you can definitely and, um, and, and just transform and, and really get back on your feet. You know, you're proof of that within, you know, yeah. 20 months you've gone from being probably the sickest you've ever been. Yeah, 100% to actually having the energy to get up at 5 a.m. and train yeah, for like- and getting the most out of life. Intense yeah. training for two hours before I even start my day. I definitely noticed the difference. It's definitely worth fighting for to have that in your life for sure. Yeah. One thing we do do with some of our full-time students training in making, because sometimes making all these changes can feel really overwhelming. And, you know, the extent that with my own health journey, I went down the rabbit hole, I researched and, you know, got right into it. I just wanted to know as much as possible, but I know that can be really overwhelming for people, especially young people when they wouldn't know where to start. Mm. Just making three changes, like supplementing, you know, foods with, you know, if it's a lollies and you're substituting that with fruit or, you know, just making three changes that you can implement daily yeah. can make such a huge difference. Yeah. Or the type of water that you're drinking, if it's yeah, totally. you know, making or sure even that drinking it's good water. quality. Yeah. yeah. Water over, maybe it is that you're having caffeinated beverages. Yeah. Just making three small changes and manage that over the three weeks. And that's what we find our students are like, that's achievable. That's a small, measurable goal. I can find success in that. And then from there, you just add in a little bit extra. It's like, okay, well, what other unhealthy habits do you have? How can we switch yeah. that in with something else? And that's yeah, kind so of realistic. how we really approach it. Like, giving the education, but also just making the small changes because they're, they're the things that really add up. Yeah, totally. If you're getting enough sleep and water and you've been mindful of like when you're consuming food and what kind of food you're consuming, it's over time, they're big changes that really add up. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing with no us today. It's all. so great to hear, you know, all the things that you're doing and, and how you're combating all those things. And obviously, we forget that we're human beings at the end of the day. Absolutely. So, it's important to take care of your bodies if you take any Anything away from today's podcast, you know, make more time for yourself and make sure you're always checking in to, to make sure your health's on track. Yes, health is your biggest wealth. Peace. Peace.